0: Hello yogis, in this month's podcast I'm looking at anxiety and things that you may be able to do to calm anxiety. I do hope that you find it helpful. So what is anxiety? Anxiety is a normal response um, that one Uh, receives when faced with a situation that could be challenging that might be a perceived um, situation through mental projection it could be literally putting oneself into a a physical situation that could cause harm or in some way discomfort to the the person or individual now it's really important to recognize that we all need a level of anxiety in life in order to function correctly When anxiety uh, levels reach a point though, however, when an individual is trapped in a thought process without answers to how they got there or what they can do to get themselves out, then the levels of anxiety can become prolonged and severe over time and it can be such that it restricts an individual's um, movements in life, the enjoyment of life and the fulfilment of life. It is a very, very common problem um, within this modern world in particular. And before the pandemic, obviously, there was a a lot of fast-paced changes that were going on, always having to achieve the next goal, always having to make oneself appear to be progressing and doing better. And, um, you know, it's that kind of fast-paced life that can be a catalyst. Also, when there's long-term threat, as in the pandemic, that can cause anxiety. A lot of people, they're uncertain of where their money's coming from or what might happen in the future and things like that. Most people suffer anxious moments from time to time. Lifestyle changes um, can cause anxiety because a sense of um, familiarity has been lost and the road ahead isn't clear. Um, grief can cause anxiety, there are many many different things that can cause somebody's nervous system to basically start firing off um, over in overdrive and that brings about a lot of physical sensations in the body. You can also have times in life such as perimenopause and menopause that are really um, Sort of renowned for increasing one's level of anxiety. Just the way that the hormones fluctuate in the body causes uh, cortisol levels to rise and adrenaline to rise. And also, just as the hormone sort of leaves the body, it can create tensions in arteries and things like that, which can aggravate the heart and, and make the heart. Fast from time to time, and all those sensations can attribute to um, long term anxiety. The sensations in themselves of an anxiety attack um, are really sort of unpleasant, they can sort of become a vicious circle. So, as you become more anxious and the symptoms get worse, then the symptoms themselves begin to reinforce the anxious state. When uh, one is anxious because of a, a threat outside, the mind often then starts to pick up and starts to project. Um, And so that becomes another perpetual circle. And then once the symptoms kick in, then that just reaffirms all the time this constant state of anxiety. And it can be so much so that that even an individual would find it difficult to sleep at night. Classically waking up in the middle of the night and then not being able to get back to sleep or having problems getting off to sleep um, can be a sign of of anxiety. Um, Also, you know, this, this feeling of heart palpitation dizziness some people suffer from bouts of nausea um, sweating is a and often a common symptom uh, shortness of breath as well uh, you know you start to breathe really short and sharp breaths and it can make you feel like you can't breathe properly one of the um, symptoms that I've experienced with anxiety is is clamping of the solar plexus, so the area above the navel. And it seems to go into sort of uh, a tight spasm sometimes. um, And that that can really impact on the breath and also gets the heart rate going as well. And it can be really, really uncomfortable. Some people suffer from digestive problems such as IBS or they may get headaches and migraines and um, depression can creep in because, um, you know, once I've isn't enjoyable all of a sudden, there's, there's this cloud hanging over. And if, if anxiety gets really bad, it can lead to panic attacks. And a panic attack, um, basically, it's almost like a burst of adrenaline that that sets you into a series of fight and flight responses where your heart rate really rapidly increases quite quickly. You start to hyperventilate. Um, You can shake quite violently from top to toe. You may feel quite faint um, and very, very out of breath. You might sweat, either feeling very hot or very cold. And life can feel, in that moment, very, very enclosed, and as if you're almost hovering. You're, you're not really there. Um, I've have experienced panic attacks um, in the past, and you know, they can make you feel like you're going to disappear backwards into a a hole of some kind. Very disturbing. Um, And I think with, with panic attacks, I mean, they're very intense, they're very short and sharp, and then they themselves can lead to more anxiety in case you're going to get another panic attack. But panic attack aside, even a lower level of anxiety is can be really challenging. You know, you can wake up in the morning and your whole day starts off feeling dread, like something awful might happen. Um, you're not feeling grounded and centred. There's not, you know, the enjoyment of the day ahead. There's dread of the day ahead. All those things sort of manifest in a state of anxiety. Now over time um, that can lead you to become a bit depleted, the immune system gets a little strained. So it's important to recognise ways that you can begin to, in the short term term, Deal with anxiety attacks and panic attacks as they come about, but then more in the long term, so allow yourself to connect on a, a deeper, more peaceful level. And the more that you can do that, then the the more the nervous system begins to relax, and the the, the greater sense of peace uh, will will come over you. And so it is important to find these tools. Before I lead you um, through some techniques that might be of help, it's just important to mention that I'm not a psychotherapist. um, I'm not trained in that respect. I am a yoga therapist, so I have had training on dealing with low-level cases of anxiety and things. But most of the techniques that I'm offering here are really given to you from a personal perspective um, because they're techniques that I've found over the years. If you've listened to previous podcasts, uh, you may have heard that I did have some long-term trauma Based things in the past which have led to uh, a feeling of of anxiety, sometimes particularly on waking. But also I'm at that age now, the perimonopausal age, where, as I mentioned, anxiety is quite prevalent. Now because I'm not a doctor or qualified in that way, if you are experiencing any of the symptoms of anxiety, it is always worth contacting your doctor um, and just letting them know and having a chat so you can discuss any symptoms you've got. There are some underlying medical conditions that can bring about similar uh, feelings such as overactive thyroid and and other conditions that can can set you off in a in a similar fashion. So it is always best just to get a checkup if you have found that you are suffering from anxiety rather than just self diagnosing. So I just wanted to discuss panic attacks uh, to begin with um, because they have been the most Sort of uncomfortable aspect, really, of the journey of anxiety that I've encountered. Now, my panic attacks um, used to manifest in the middle of the night. Some people can get them under certain circumstances, such as being outdoors in open spaces, or the completely the opposite, being confined. Different situations may, may spur you on if, you know, you don't like public speaking or and you're having to do that. Medical appointments, all sorts of things can, can get people sort of on high alert. But for me, um, I would wake up in the middle of the night, sort of two o'clock, feeling as though I couldn't feel my arms and legs. Um, they would feel numb. I would be trembling at such a high Level that, that it was almost like a a little vibration, and I'd find my heart was pounding. I'd be sweating, and I'd have this feeling that I wasn't in the room, like I was behind something. And um, often I would get out of bed. Um, to start with, when it first started happening, I, I would just literally wake up in a in a complete panic, um, feeling like I was going to die. Um, pains everywhere and just this feeling of real terror like the world was just going to swallow me up. Um, I'd wake my partner up and he would just chat to me for a bit, maybe go and get me something sweet to drink or a chocolate or something like that and usually my cats or my guinea pigs. And after a few minutes it would start to calm down. Now I've had that sort of depth so much so that that my heart rate was so high I've ended up in casualty twice in the middle of the night and um, it turns out both times it was just um, panic and anxiety and it's been put down to hormonal changes as I'm getting older and the sensations just kicking things off. So the... More that I've lived with this, this has been going on for about three or four years now, and it's probably happened in the middle of the night like that about ten times. And um, each time that it's happened, I've become more accustomed to it. And thankfully, I haven't had it happen for um, a few years now, a couple of years now. Um, but it, it, yeah, it was quite bad at one point. What I found really helpful was obviously I, I sought to speak to somebody so my partner thankfully was there and, and I did go and get seen to. I got help when I wasn't sure what it was and I didn't know how to handle it. At that time I went and got help which is always the best thing to do, not necessarily turning up in casualty but ringing 111 which is what I did. So if you are faced with something like that for the first time then don't be frightened to ask for help and for guidance. Once you've established what it is and you know it's something that you've just got to go through, it's important to recognize it's not going to kill you. It's very unpleasant, but it is not going to kill you. It feels like it is, but it won't. So it's just a case of trying to stay calm and watch what happens to the body as your body is going through a process. Um, I was told once by a counselor that. Um, Uh, an animal when it's cornered it will try to run and um, and if it gets caught and then manages to escape as it finds a place to retreat it will just tremble from top to toe and it goes through a wave right the way through from the top of its body all the way down to the bottom of its body and that is the animal's way of getting rid of the adrenaline and so when we're shaking in a panic attack, we're doing the, the same thing. You're basically just using up the adrenaline that has been surged around your body. So I found because of the um, shaking and the numbness in the, my arms and legs, one thing I used to do, I used to get out of bed and I I use coconut oil as a, as a moisturiser. I tend not to use moisturising cream, I use coconut oil. And I would sit on the floor in the bedroom or go into my yoga room and I would massage my arms and massage my legs with coconut oil. And you can put a calming essential oil in there if you want to, lavender um, or chamomile, something soothing like that, you can put in there. The, the, The scent will also help to change the way that you feel. And just that soothing aspect of rubbing your arms and legs and just massaging the oil in will begin to send signals to the nervous system to calm down. It's giving you something else to focus on. And then all of a sudden, you know, things start to calm down. And after a panic attack, you can feel very exhausted. So, it's you know, make sure that you allow yourself some time to rest. You might also feel quite tearful. So if you need to cry, allow yourself to cry. Um, and just basically be a friend to yourself. And... Um, this, this time it's really important for you to acknowledge what's happened and how you feel and to give yourself the time that you need to recover. Now that's how I used to handle the panic attacks in the middle of the night. Um, I don't often get them in the day, I probably had one in the day and at that, that time I rang my dad up and I just said, my heart rate kicked off I got out of the bath and my my heart rate just just kicked off to a, about 150 beats a minute and um, I could feel it and um, first of all I felt like I couldn't breathe then my heart rate went up and I just sat talking to him and I knew it would be alright because I'd been through it enough times so I just had to sit it out and then eventually it calmed down and I felt like I was back in the room and my body would start shaking then after that and I could see the process, because it was happening while I was awake rather than while I was asleep, I could see the process that was that was taking place. So, um, as horrible as they are, if you do have them, you do get more familiar with them, these panic attacks and and the process of them. And then if you are mindful of it and you're present with it and you can register it as something to go through often that in itself is a way of minimising their impact in terms of the rest of your life, your your daily life, you're not going to be so worried about it, even though it's unpleasant, you know that it's something that you'll you're come through. Now I've reached a point where I'm so familiar with all this that um, I can recognise when an attack is going to happen before it does and often I'm able to bring myself out of it before that happens. So for me, I tend to get more anxious in the evening um, as I get tired and also upon waking even in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning. And I attribute that to all the practices I've done over the years or the yoga practice or the mindfulness practice. I'm so present... um, in the day um, that I have the capacity to be able to calm things on a deeper level but it's as I get tired and I start drifting back into my more subconscious state that the doorway opens and that I have to work harder in order to bring about that change. So for me, they normally manifest as a slight trembling in my body. Um, I'll get heart palpitations, sort of jumping sensations, missed beats, things like that. I'll get uh, an acute clamping of my solar plexus. Um, I might go very hot or very cold um, and just feeling as if I'm not quite present. And that feeling can last for. Uh, an hour or so beforehand. And I've reached a point where I recognize that if I don't do something to calm it, then I might kick off later on into a panic attack. So if, for example, I'm sitting on the sofa in the evening and it will just switch on, I'll just feel it, this process begin. Um, you, I find that sitting and meditating is one of the best things to do to get me out of it. I can't always say that I would go off to a deep bliss, but what's really interesting, when I've had this sort of low-level anxiety like that that's sort of prolonged, or you feel that an attack might be imminent, sitting and just watching it in peace and quiet particularly if you're used to meditating, is a great way of recognising when that switch just turns off. So I I now recognise it's turned on and I can see it turn off. And the reassurance, knowing that there's a capacity there to calm everything and for it to all be soothed, there's something that can be done, is really, really um, reassuring. So what I would do if I was in that situation, I would take myself either to my yoga room or to the bedroom, somewhere I could be alone, unless I needed somebody with me. So say it may be that I wanted to, to stay downstairs sitting on the couch and do this. But for me, it's never really worked that way. I like to have my own space. I would sit and I would put a, some kind of um, either guided music or meditation on or soft music in headphones You could have it playing in the room if you didn't want to be cut off by wearing headphones. But sitting somewhere quiet, nice and tall, with your spine supported against a wall. You might want to be in a chair, you might want to sit on the floor. I used to put a cushion under my bottom and under my knees, a cushion against my back and I would lean against the wall with my legs out in front of me. And then rest my palms on my thighs try not to lean the head back. So just allow the chin to be aligned with the floor and then just close the eyes and focus on the breath. I will lead you through a practice towards the end of this podcast that you can actually do. uh, So stay tuned for that. But basically the idea is to stay in touch with the breath without controlling the breath. Now we usually, particularly in a panic attack, the breath is controlling us in that it's not moving very easily. So uh, trying to get deep breaths in that instance isn't easy at all. And one of the best techniques i found is to allow the breath to do what it wants. So from this seated position, I would just attune myself to what my breath was doing if it was taking five deep in breaths and gasping and not wanting to breathe out much I would just try to relax into that let that happen rather than direct my breath any other way maybe there'd be a pause where there's no breath for uh, a beat or two and then you might you might need to breathe in or out again and eventually as you sit there it can take 10 minutes or more Eventually, the breath starts to free itself. The abdomen starts to get softer, and um, you know that there's a change. Then, when the breath starts to become more relaxed, and the body starts to relax, because that's what will happen when the breath relaxes. There's a change in the brain waves. There's a change in this inner perception, and the nervous system starts to calm down. And before you know where you are, that that sort of urgency, that feeling of panic, of fear, of doom starts to subside and a bit more of a pleasant feeling starts to to come into play. Before I I lead you through um, that meditation, I just want to um, mention that because anxiety can be brought on by so many different things and can affect so many different aspects of your life, then these te- these techniques are designed to deal with the process at the time. They're not really um, there to address the causes or real reasons why um, you've got the anxiety attacks happening. So I just want to um, reiterate again that if you do have any long-term, difficulties with anxiety that might be affecting your life, uh, stopping you from going out or from enjoying day-to-day things, then um, please, please get professional help. See Some some traumas, um, you know, we're not always conscious of possibly even what they are. Uh, they can manifest in this way. So the techniques that I've described so far and the meditation that I'm going to lead you through are purely ways of dealing with anxiety and panic in the sensations, in the time that is happening. They're not there to cure it, as in get rid of it and prevent it from happening in the future. But if you do these techniques regularly, as I've described it will give you a way of managing the symptoms and if you feel that you're able to manage your systems better, your symptoms rather better, then um, you're going to feel better about your symptoms because you won't be so bound by them. That in itself may be enough for your anxiety to begin to retreat, but it may be something deeper than that. So it is worth please seeking help if you need to. So to lead you through the meditation, just allow yourself to find a space first that you wish to do this. It doesn't have to be anywhere spectacular, but you want the room to be a comfortable temperature. You might want to get a blanket or some pillows you might want to close the curtains or dim the lights down and turn off uh, your mobile phone. Or if you're listening to this through the mobile phone, put your mobile phone onto aeroplane so that you don't get any disturbances, turn your house phone off and things like that. So this is kind of what I'd kind of call a rescue meditation, but it's also something to practice when you're not in the throes of anxiety because it will allow your breath to regulate anyway and you may find that you become more aware of what your breath is doing in your day-to-day life so you may begin to sense when your breath is getting a bit tense, when your body's getting a bit tense because of the change in your breath. And you may be able to bring this technique in earlier and begin to calm some of the responses before they even get to the point that they used to. So um, just once you're settled in your room, get comfortable. So you if you lie down, you might fall asleep. So this really is better done sitting up because we're working with the breath and as much as you can try to stay conscious with this Um, sitting as I said with your back supported so in a chair or against the wall you can have a pillow um, the length of your spine if you want to and and I always sit on a pillow and place another one behind my knees and just get to a point where I'm really comfortable ideally you don't want to relax the head back because again that can cause uh, you to fall asleep. So particularly if you're doing this in the middle of the night, just allow yourself to get comfortable and, and I did used to do this in the middle of the night when I found anxiety really bad, this exact same meditation that I'm I'm going to lead you through. And I'd find that if I was there for 15-20 minutes, it would all subside and I could go straight back to sleep when I got back into bed. So I do find it, for me, it helped to remove myself from the bed to actually go and sit in a different room, make sure I'm warm and comfortable. So now you're sitting comfortably, just allow your attention to be drawn to the parts of your body that are touching the floor, or your pillows, as it were. But just feel that sense of grounding for a moment. Just allowing your breath, to move into your awareness as well. And if you can marry up the breath to the energy of the earth, then that's wonderful. If you can't, then that's fine, don't worry. Just for now focus on the sensation of the earth. And just begin to feel that connection quite consciously. Notice now what your breath is doing, whether it's sitting low in your abdomen, which is possibly unlikely. If you are in the throes of anxiety, if you're not, it might be. Just notice the pace of your breath. There's no judgment with any of this, you're just noticing the evenness, whether any breaths are longer than others. And again, there's no judgment Whatever your breath is doing is what is meant to be doing at the moment. So you're just viewing it, bringing yourself into the present and just watching what's happening with the breath. It may be, for example, that you feel as if you're breathing in quite a lot and you're finding it difficult to have any length to your out-breath. You may find long pauses between the breaths All of this is just for you to be aware of. You might tune in to the sound of your breath. So if you're anything like me, you might have your heart pounding in your chest if you're doing this in the middle of of an attack. And these sensations are quite empowering. They're very, very powerful and they can, you know, be quite uncomfortable. So turning your attention to them might not be what you want to do, but just allow yourself to take a peek and just see what happens as you rest with your breath. Now while you have the awareness of the breath in, at your attention, bring yourself also to the awareness of your upper abdomen, your solar plexus. And you might find that this is the, the driving force behind the pattern of your breath, so a possible clamping. You'll feel the breath trying to move, and a possible clamping of the solar plexus that's stopping it moving freely. Allow yourself to release any control that you're trying to have over the breath and just inquire as to this dance that is going on between your breath and your solar plexus. And you might begin to notice the odd breath freeing itself where you might feel a slightly longer out breath or you might find that uh, there's a, a sense of relaxation momentarily. your breath gets wind of. Now this is a process that you can sit with for a number of minutes just watching your breath unfolding And I find it, all of a sudden, the number of breaths that are longer and a bit clearer increases. You're not trying to do this with any particular time scale in mind. So it may be sometimes you sit here and you don't find much reprieve at all. But just through the process of sitting and being present you can turn your attention to something that is stable like the energy of the earth. The feeling of your body being still physically even though it may be running internally. Maybe the sound of Silence around you. That's one of the things that I used to relish if I did wake up in the middle of the night and have to do this. It's that the silence, the peace. I used to let the, the stillness around me and the peace around me weigh on me in a comfort. Now, if you find that the sensations are getting more dominant, just try to sit with them for a while if they are increasing. It may be that you wish to change position for a moment, lie on your belly or lie on your back for a moment. Just a change in position where you can reevaluate your connection to the floor in that new shape. Where you'll find a, a different relationship to your breath in that new shape. So there's things that you can do just to refresh the purpose. Which is familiarising yourself with your breath. And allowing it its own free reign. And it may be that just sitting here in this calmness, take note around you of what is calm, what is still. And allow yourself to breathe into the notion that it's okay. And as you breathe out, just releasing consciously the weight of this experience, just let it release. Recognise your body is on your side. This is a process of it just using up adrenaline that it doesn't need. Eventually the breath will begin to balance itself so it will become more even. It might become slightly deeper. You may begin to feel your arms and legs again. And for me, there usually becomes a point where I, I feel the switch, I feel something drop away where I've released. Maybe you just find yourself in the depth of stillness for a moment. You might feel that your heart rate has relaxed now, dropped down a level. Just keep reassuring yourself that it's okay. Keep reaffirming your connection to the floor and the stillness around you. And when you do find a moment or two of stillness, really... Acknowledge in your consciousness how that feels. Allow yourself to wallow in it for a moment and you may prolong it. You may begin to associate more with the stillness than with the other. And then that breeds itself then. allowing the breaths to become the natural and deep and lengthened breaths. You may want to begin to allow a deep in-breath to arise through the nose and softly releasing it gently through pierced lips. Do that twice more, in through the nose, no tension behind it, just a smooth breath that's coming in to the low abdomen. One more. Just begin to feel everything relaxing and calming. Now, however, you may be seated or lying down, just allow yourself to be still for the next few minutes. And wallow in that stillness. And if you've got some soft music playing, just allow yourself to listen to that. Otherwise, as I've mentioned, listen to the silence. Seek out the stillness. Now feel free to press pause on this and to stay here for as long as you wish. But ideally you're waiting for the inner experience to change. Now as I mentioned it may take you a while to get into this. Some people it works quite quickly, others it takes a few rounds of, of practicing so do practice this when you're not feeling so uptight as well but for me I, I did it instinctively I had done yoga and meditation for so long when these things started happening initially they caught me off guard which is why I ended up as I did but over time I learned to manage them so it can be done and you can regain your personal power and to relieve yourself of these sensations now, if you are ready to come out of this gentle meditation now, just keep this air of stillness around you if it's the middle of the night and you're comfortable where you are, you may want to grab your blankets and pillows and just stay in the room where you are. I used to do that as well. I didn't want to disturb myself by getting up and walking into another room so I would find that I would just sleep in my yoga room with my blankets and pillows and just get some rest there. So don't feel that you've got to get up. If you're happy just to drift off where you are then you'll do that. Otherwise, just gather what you need to gather. You can leave all your pillows and everything there if you don't need them. Go back to bed or get up to get on with your day. But just keep this level of stillness with you. Now as you do, come to blink the eyes and open the eyes. If you are in the daytime and you're moving around... Just be aware that you might be, you know, inadvisable to drive right now because you might be too relaxed. Make a nice warm drink, something that's comforting and allow yourself just to relish in the peace that you've found. I do hope that that um, has offered some help. Um, I do know that, um, particularly at this time with the pandemic, there's even more anxiety around and fear as well. When you can connect to a deeper part of yourself. When you can start to allow the nervous system to calm down, you find those tools to be able to do that. You draw yourself away from external stimulus, from the internal stimulus that would be the emotions and the thoughts, and you begin to allow those things to to move away from you as you focus on the more still aspect inside. You know, you're protecting yourself from you know, heightened states. You can relieve yourself from heightened states. So they're very, very invaluable tools to use. Please do get in touch if you would like to ask any questions or anything. Um, But As I mentioned, if you are really struggling and suffering, don't suffer in silence. Do seek professional help. Um, there are phone numbers that you can call if you need to. But I would I would start with the GP um, or maybe Mind, the counselling service there. But it's always good to get checked out by the GP just to rule out any um, other imbalances. You can be anaemic. Things like that can can cause some of these symptoms. Okay, so. Do take care and I do hope to connect with you again soon. Lots of love.